Welcome to TLC for the Soul podcast, where soul meets spirit. You have entered into sacred space. I'm your host, Tammy Lynn Chambers, and I'm here to help you shine. Now let's get going on this podcast journey. Hello, friends. Hello. And welcome to the week ahead story for the week of July the 9th, 2023. You can also use this as a timeless reading. If you're new or if you're returning, thank you so much for choosing, choosing TLC for the soul. Thank you for jumping into the magic and the child's play and the multidimensionality that is the work that we do here on the channel. Let's take some deep breaths together before we jump right in. Hello, all my fellow bringers of the light. Wrapping us all in love, light, and light love, inviting in the spirit guides who overlight this show, this body of work that is TLC for the soul, Archangel Michael, Archangel Metatron, the Pleiadians, all my fellow bringers of the light from Rockaway Point, bringers of the light Maui, bringers of the light Tessa Lock, bringers of the light Oakwood. All the magical places and spaces we've created for us to play in. Right now, during these week ahead stories, we're working with my upcoming book, The Seamist Inn. And we read the storytelling. If you're new here, we read the story, the channeled chapter. And then we pull out metaphors and meanings and signs and synchronicities for you on your journey. I just want to take a moment. I feel like this week is going to be, yeah, like a pause a little bit because they have me pausing. Everything that happens during the show is part of the show. As soon as we're in that sacred space, stuff that I see or that stands out to me, um, becomes part of the message. Um, We've got a last quarter moon starting on Sunday, and then we go into a waning crescent moving up to the new moon on the 17th, which is next week, which is very, very, very powerful. Um, Right, all all the energy is powerful. All the astrology is powerful. We could probably say powerful in every sentence. Um, But we won't. So what do I see happening here? I'm just looking outside. I <laughs> find this quite interesting. Um, so the lady walking. So physical health, obviously very, very important to get out, get moving. Um, and she's an older lady and she's moving really, she's walking really fast. So she's doing good, working on her physical fitness. And um, I don't know, I have a guy showing up. 
across the street who's just, maybe he's doing yard work, but he had a stick. <laughs> he had a stick out and he was, it looked, I first thought he was doing, what is that where they get the, um, the metal detector? You mainly do that on the beach, right? The metal detector with the, I'm gonna find some coins or some buried treasure. So maybe there's some buried treasure to find <clears throat> this week ahead during this welcome pause where you may go out on some sort of meditative or fitness walk. I know on Sundays now I take a break from my regular power walk routine and I do a shamanic walk, a nature walk, a shamanic nature walk on Sundays. I put on some of my old um, classes, my old shamanic practitioner classes, all that I took with Sandra Ingerman. They're so good. Um, and I just listen to like a drum journey or I listen to her talk about whatever the subject matter is. Um, you know, it could be soul loss or soul retrieval. And maybe that's coming up because I just saw a truck go by with like trash bags in it. So um, it may be a week to go within. Um, I think you're preparing to emerge from a big, um, a big learning experience, not so much a cocoon, but on the 717 when the nodes of fate shift to Aries and Libra, um, you're taking off like on a whole new part of your life, Spirit's saying. <clears throat> There's this, um, this grand cross that initiates or activates on around the 22nd or the 20th, somewhere in there. Um, and that's really going to propel you forward, um, almost to where you feel like you're entering like a second part of your life, um, like a whole, um, uh, like a rite of passage. So, um, you know, there's parts of your life. So maybe there's some, some milestone coming up for you here this month, maybe like, um, a birthday for a certain age, like I'm 30 now, or I'm 40 now, or I'm 50 now, those, what are those, I don't know what the milestone ages are, right, it's my 50th, or like a long wedding, it's my 50th wedding, is anybody here listening that long, I don't think so, 50th wedding anniversary, um, it's my, uh, my kid's graduation, or um, for people who have like younger kids, um, like my son had some dental surgery a week ago, and um, I feel like that was a rite of passage for him. He'll be 16 in August, and I feel like that dental surgery. So we don't we don't do we don't have rites of passage anymore. Like you know, maybe like a Native Americans, like you know, I'm gonna send him out to sit in the in the woods in the wilderness with a his medicine bag and no food and water and sit there for and do like a sit um, a sit down or whatever for two or three days, you know, to, so he can quest. Um, Typically, that's not done anymore. It is done, but um, in the mainstream, it's not really done like that anymore. So um, I think for younger people, there's these different um, things that kind of mark rites of passage for them. And I think it's important to acknowledge that um, and, you know, to tell them because it's, it's usually like something that has to do with the whole thing about a rite of passage, why am I going to this about younger people? I don't know. But the whole thing about a rite of passage for a younger person and anybody really is, it's like, a, an, it's a mark. It's a, it's like a, a chink. It's like a, what is it? A notch in your belt for like bravery and courage um, that you had to go through something to make it out the other side. Um, a, 
you know, like our whole Twin Flames 2.0 series or our, or the, like the $6 million man, like we can make him better and stronger and faster than he was before. Um, and I feel like that's what happens with these little situations that come up, um, that mark a significant um, point of initiation. So it feels like it's a week to pause and reflect a little bit back um, before you just jump into this next big part of your life. Um, and believe me, I know how much, how much reflecting there already is on this journey, on this spiritual journey, how much pausing and reflecting and hermit modes and, you know, going into the cave and sitting there and doing self-assessment. Like it seems like we're always called to do self-assessment and shadow work. And I think one of the messages was it last week on the show where we said, you know, we don't have to be doing shadow work 24 seven, um, constantly like get out and enjoy your life a little bit and try to balance that out. But it does seem like the energy for this week ahead is quote unquote, you know, what's with the quote unquote, oh, it wasn't air quotes, but it's quote unquote, like ripe for that type of self-reflection and inner, um, inner, um, reflection. Um, <clears throat> more so in a good way than like, is there anything wrong I need to change? It feels more like it's, um, like, wow, look how far I've come. Yeah. Wow. I was really strong. And I, over I overcame that. Like put on your best, uh, superhero pose. And, uh, <laughs> I swear there's all sorts of activity outside, Put on your best superhero pose and, um, be proud of how far you've come and, let that affect your you outwardly. Um, I have noticed, I know we, we're, we're going to get into this story here in just a second. The, the, all this stuff is coming up. They want me to just say this right now. And because I channeled this chapter like a few days ago, I don't remember what it is. So maybe all these things I'm saying kind of play into the channeling. So, but I have noticed um, on the spiritual journey, there can be this um, little bit of, because there's so much work being done, um, healing, you know, old wounds and inner child stuff and all that. Um, I think sometimes the confident, the self-confidence and the self-esteem takes a little bit of <clears throat> a hit on the spiritual journey <clears throat> because you're having to go back and do so much work on yourself. And it's like, can I just get a break? Can't I just move forward? Can't I, can I just where you can get a little bit kind of downtrodden, so to speak, on yourself. And you can forget like what a powerful badass you are. And it can take a little, a little bit of a hit to the solar plexus, I think, where you, because you have to give up. Yeah. This is really getting at home, hit home for some of you. Okay. It's because you had to really give up so much um, self-control and hand it all up to your guides and to source and to spirit that it can take a hit on your confidence levels. You may feel like I'm just trapped in this situation and I can't get out of it and I can't move forward until I deal with these issues and it may leave you feeling like you're a, like a victim of circumstances in a way. Even though you realize, I think you realize, this must be some sort of weird pep talk that people need to hear. You realize um, <clears throat> there's multidimensionality in the work that's being done. <clears throat> 
from the highest perspective, you totally are aware, like, I know I'm on a spiritual journey. I know I'm doing this work. I know um, it needs to get done. I totally am on board. You know, all of that, you understand from the higher perspective, like, this is what my soul signed up to do. Like, you're very adept at all that. You know, I've come here to get this work done. I'm very good. I know how to clear. I know how to do that. But then somewhere deep, somewhere on this other plane of this other dimensional plane is this little you that's like, oh, can't I just cut a break? Can't I just move forward? Why do you have me stuck here in these loops, these karmic loops, trying to work through these situations? Um, and you've had to, like I said, it just keep, they just keep saying you've had to give up so much of what you felt like was your own control um, to deal with these situations and to let source really like step in and guide you that your self-confidence takes this little bit of a hit and it shows up in your power stance. Where does that come from, power stance? Oh my God, it's just, they. I always get these School of Rock references out of this movie. But there is a part in the movie where um, there's a kid in the class that Jack Black, he's the substitute teacher and he comes in to teach this class of kids and he tends up turning them into a rock band. Um, but he assigns this one kid who's like a great guitarist. He, he makes him like the lead guitarist. He's got the best role, whatever. But the kid is like, you know, hunched over and he's like, yeah, okay, I'm the lead guitarist. And I remember in the movie, Jack Black is like, hey, you need to have a power stance and you need to be proud of who you are. You're the lead guitarist in a friggin' rock band. And, you know, don't, aren't you excited about that? And so he teaches him kind of how to like, stand in a powerful way and be proud of who he is and you know play his guitar with self-confidence and pride because he's a really great guitarist and um and he doesn't have to be beaten down by quote unquote the man which in this kid's case I think is his father is really um very very critical of him but um power stance so I feel like on this journey sometimes your power stance takes a hit um and I have noticed that in myself sometimes, like I'll be slouching and kind of like, mm, not standing up fully. Um, if someone's talking to me, I'll tend to like, um, I can't explain it. I'll tend to like, almost like, what is that bug? Like the pill bugs that want to like go, want to like curl up when something touches it like those little roly polies, I find myself like hunkering down a little bit or I'll like put my, you know, I'll fold my arms over my solar plexus. And I think those are all like post-traumatic. I don't want to call it traumatic, post-traumatic, but it's all like a response to um, some of the things on this journey that have kind of like snuck in sub subconsciously. And so I feel like this week of pause to reflect is all about, okay, remember who you are. Remember you, you're this badass spiritual warrior who has come here to heal these core wounds, not just for yourself, but for your ancestral line. And so I feel like you need like a pep talk this week to come back to your power stance and don't um, let it affect you. And it can affect you in many physical ways. Um, that you're not aware of. So sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe my back hurts because I'm not walking correctly because I'm walking, you know, like some sort of schlub who doesn't, who's not proud of who they are. And so I have to remember that. I'm like, okay, we need to, there needs to be some self-assessment 
of how maybe some of the things that you've gone through on your path and your journey might have affected you physically so that you can work on do some autocorrects on some of those and it's very easy to autocorrect your physical form by by reprogramming um, some of those subconscious things and talking to yourself and in a different way and being kind of self-aware of when you're doing certain things like that to just redirect yourself, not to beat yourself up like, oh, look at that. I'm walking like a schlub. I'm standing like a, I notice that I'm like, I'm starting to hunker down and go into like pill bug form. Um, don't do that. There's no need to do that. Not like, oh, you stupid. Why are you doing that? But like, Okay, remember, you are, you're just as strong and confident as anybody else out there. You've been through, you've earned your badge of honor and the notches in your belt. So like, let's stand up, stand strong. Remember who we are. Not that we are better than anybody else, but remember who you are. Just remember who you are when you plant your feet down in the morning. Uh, just remember who you are and how far you've come. So let's see how that plays into this chapter of the sea mist in. <clears throat> um, just a quick synopsis. So if you're new here, we're reading from this up and coming book. This oh, it's not even the sea mist in. See, I keep I've already renaming it. It's sea foam, but maybe it needs to be sea mist because I'm constantly calling it the sea mist in. Um, but it's a bed and the sea foam in is a bed and breakfast in our. Um, 5D world, little multi-dimensional world of Rockaway Point. How my bringers of the light that are in the stories, that bringers of the light are my spiritual warriors. That's me. That's you. That's everybody listening. No matter what other labels you put on yourself, star seed, twin flame, you know, witch, guru, shaman, whatever, um, you are here to bring the light and hold the light on the planet. That's part of why you're here. When we last. Um, when we started out in Rockaway Point here, we had um, an old nemesis of the Bringers of the Light Rockaway Point, Count Mashar and his cat, Mr. Meow, coming back into town after Count Mashar had been long imprisoned at Bringers of the Light headquarters um, for trying to bring down the light of Rockaway Point um, several seasons ago in the very first book in this series, um, Abigail Smiles, Pumpkin Pie Latte. <clears throat> All my ebooks are free to read. All the links to everything I talk about on the show are in the show notes. If you want to go download a copy of the book, you can find me everywhere. Um, if you search for my name, Tammy Lynn Chambers, um, I'm on Google Books, Apple Books, Barnes and Nobles are free to read there. Or you can go directly to my Smashwords publisher, which is the link I provide in my show notes. And you can you need an EPUB reader on your device. So you have to go get that like from the Apple or from the Google Play Store or whatever, unless you have some sort of other device that can download and read EPUB files. Uh, but we had a lot going on in the first chapter, a lot of um, introducing of characters. We have um, Clark Witherspoon and Bunny, who are, um, I'm sorry, Clark Witherspoon and Candy, who are about to get married and go to the Seafoam Inn. But we also have Count Mashar and Mr. Meow, who've shown up in Rockaway Point again and are also staying at the Seafoam Inn. Um, 
so who knows how that's going to uh, interact with each other, how that, how that, him and the wedding party. We don't know, what, well, he's here in Rockaway Point to find some talisman that he left behind the last time his plans were foiled by scratchy willikers and Abigail smile. Um, Abigail is our, <laughs> witch about town, is our, is our, one of our twin flames, her and, um, Dakar twin flames but she also has her own coven she has her own soul work she owns a bakery called crust she's hardly ever there because she's always doing other stuff um but and then her coven specter and book coven meet at the chaga uh, at the chai bar tea house <clears throat> and one of the members of the coven is an older lady polly willikers she's a very adept witch but she's kind of quirky very eccentric um, and her familiar Scratchy Willikers, who is uh, the last chapter we talked about, all the familiars who ended up being um, divine masculines who didn't want to face their their trauma or their past lives and stuff anymore. And so they asked Brinkers of the Light headquarters to let them be um, spirit animal familiars and to look after, uh, look after others and... In both cases so far, the spirit animal familiars have ended up being some sort of, have led to some sort of romance with the person that they're looking after. And some, like Jameson in Tambor and Jameson, have decided they no longer want to be a hawk familiar. They want to be with their love of their life and have recounted their spirit animal familiar status and become um, a mortal human again. Let's see. Um, we had a whole discussion about AI. So these readings are also timeless. If you just want to hear a fun chapter of a, a, you know, you can go back and listen to some of these. But we had a big discussion on AI in last week's episode because the AI cab company came in with their robot, their prototype robotic driver system, taking Count Mashar, Mr. Meow, his familiar, to <clears throat> the Seafoam Inn. Um, and then we had Tambor, who is a um, starseed refugee uh, working for the Bringers of the Light in exchange for being able to safely stay on the planet. Um, she got a little crazy last week and climbed the water tower and went all crazy um, with uh, like fiery emotions and uh, had to be coaxed down. So there was a lot going on with the Divine Feminine and the Divine Masculine last week. And the end of that chapter was, it was going to be a very eventful next couple of days, which I think it did towards the end of the week become, um, there was a lot going on. So now we're going to move into chapter three. The way we do this here is if you're new, these are channeled, meaning one of my spiritual gifts is Claire Audience. Um, I just sit down in sacred space. I bring in the spirit friends that are part of all the work that I do here. Um, all my books, fiction and nonfiction, are done this way. And then I just hear the words in my head and I just type them out on the page as I hear them. So I don't plan it. I don't like plan ahead a story or anything like that. These are channeled straight from spirit source. Um, and the intention is always set that there's messages in here for you guys, that there's metaphors, that there's um, healing, there could be activations based on what you're hearing, and fun and child's play, um, because remember, it doesn't have to be shadow work 24-7, so sometimes we just want to have a good laugh, which bringers of the light stories always make me laugh and make me smile. There's always something funny. Um, scratchy willikers. 
Uh, Polly's cat familiar is um, a very funny little cat wizard and he always gets himself into these little adventures. And so there's something here for everyone. Let's sit back and relax for a minute and we'll read chapter three as we think about this. So listen to this or listen to it with your master senses, um, your clairaudience, your clairvoyance, your claircognizance and what this, ask your guides to help you maybe pull out or tease out anything that might be pertinent to you for the week ahead um, or messages for you on your journey as it comes through this channeling. This is chapter three. It's not so bad after all. Scratchy woke in the middle of the night. His dreams had been hazy and filled with visions of the townspeople of Rockaway Point, all begging for his assistance. He scratched his claws down the carpeted cat tunnel in the living area. His nails gripped the carpet and tore through the strands of pink shagginess. He was frustrated, but what could he do? Go to the sea foam inn and confront Mr. Meow? That would be crazy, or would it? The patched cat who Scratchy always thought was old Mr. Lightborough from his long-ago wizard days at the Academy wouldn't see him coming. Scratchy was sure of it. And so we climbed out the cracked bedroom window that Polly had left open for the fairies and brownies to come and go. She had even left a plate of vegan cream pie in teeny tiny slivers for them. Scratchy noticed several fairies hoisting a sliver of the creamy whipped pie over their shoulders to take back to camp. <clears throat> he flipped his whiskers at them and scowled, hoping to get a rise out of them, but this time the fae only giggled and blew fairy dust his way, sending him into a temporary euphoria. He jumped down from the windowsill as visions of rainbows and green clovers, blue diamonds and pink hearts. Oh, oh wait. That's a moniker for someone else. Scratchy did not want to meet up with Kingsley O'Hanrahan tonight, pots of gold or not. He was on a mission, and he needed to get his hat on straight. He shook his ears, vigorously releasing the hold of the fairy dust. The twinkles and giggles in his mind subsided. Now to get that Mr. Meow to fess up to what was going on, hopefully he wouldn't have to hurt him. Mr. Meow could be a mean one, Maybe he needed some backup, Scratchy thought, and decided it couldn't hurt. He'd go by to cars and see if the old guy was up for an adventure. Yeah, that would work. Scratchy and his partner in crime, Clive Douglas, could take this on. No problem at all. Okay. <laughs> so, um, when I channeled this chapter, I had no intention that this would be the week ahead story. I thought these would be kind of some... Um, in between chapters that wouldn't be read um, and then spirits like uh, just use that chapter you have there for today rolled around to record this and they're like nope that's the one and so you can see this particular chapter it's very short obviously but it's not um, there's not a lot going on here um, scratchy gets um, betwixt <laughs> betwixt is that a word he gets um he gets befuddled. Maybe that's part of it. He gets befuddled and transfixed by these fairies and brownies and their fairy dust. And he goes into a temporary euphoria. 
And then he starts seeing the, there's a reference to the Lucky Charm cereal um, leprechaun, right? Yellow, I don't remember all the things correctly, but it was, was it rainbows and green clovers and yellow stars and blue diamonds or something. Um, and I have no idea who Kingsley O'Hanrahan is, but it must be some leprechaun that Scratchy's had to deal with in the past. <laughs> and I feel like it's a leprechaun that takes, took maybe, I tell you, Scratchy needs his own adventures. He might have to have a, a side shuffle story here with this leprechaun maybe it's a short maybe we'll do scratchy willikers the shorts um because i do you guys know if you've been here a while i do post and i have started to again put some shorts out there on the podcast just like a five to ten minute little thing to just kind of quickly uplift your spirits without having to listen to me go on for because i can talk i'm a gemini son i can talk for a really long time um and you're like i'll be hanging around for like an hour um, so if you need a quick five to 10 minutes and, um, I, I can put those in a playlist, um, on Spotify, if you're on Spotify, I say Spotify because I get to do playlists on Spotify and I, I don't hang out at all the different podcast providers. So I don't know what all the functionality is. Um, if you're coming from somewhere else like Audible or, um, iHeartRadio or any of those, um, I, I don't really hang out in those different places. So I don't know if they have playlist functionality, but if you want to bop on over to Spotify and hang out with us there, um, I'm going to create a shorts playlist. And I just created a playlist, two of TLC's favorite shows, um, because something came up the other day. One of my episodes just started playing when I was hanging out and I was like, oh my God. And that was a short, it was like the funny, one of the funniest shorts I'd ever done. And it was, uh, it was an erotica, a short reading from, um, one of my books, one of my Thunder Rose collection books. It was so funny. So it could be something like that coming up for you. So now we, if you're new, we step into the metaphors of what happens in this chapter are things that could be happening in your life for the week ahead. And then if you want to take that even further on Instagram um, and on my Loveland Tarot channel, I post a card reading on Mondays um, that builds on what we've already talked about here. Uh, but it looks like Scratchy isn't going very far. He gets kind of um, caught up in this fairy dust and um, stuff's going on in his mind. He's just in there like hanging out inside his head. Um, so again, I feel like there's this pause where you're just kind of being very introspective, although he does have stuff to do. And I have no idea who Clive Douglas is. Um, Mr. Meow could be a mean one. Maybe he needed some backup scratchy thought and decided it couldn't hurt. He'd go by to cars and see if the old guy was up for an adventure Maybe Clive Douglas is Dakar's familiar because Dakar doesn't really have, that I've seen so far have a familiar. Abigail has Raina Court, who is her um, raven, her crow familiar, but I've never heard of anybody for Dakar as of yet. So maybe we're bringing in somebody because the next chapter they already have me ch channeled me the title is Clive Douglas. So maybe we learn who Clive Douglas is, and somehow Scratchy's worked with him before. Um, and it's going to take him, Scratchy and Clive, to go confront this Mr. Meow cat familiar. And why Scratchy feels like he has to go confront this Mr. Meow, I do not know. I don't know why he feels like he has to go there and say all this or do all this stuff. And I have no idea what his intention is yet. So maybe you have something that's something you know you've got to do. But you're not really clear what you're supposed to be doing yet. Um, cause I feel like Scratchy here is just on this mission to go confront this cat 
but I don't really feel like it. Does he clear on what he's supposed to do? I feel like he's just like going to show up there and like see what happens. And um, there may be, yeah, there may be a little bit more pre-planning that has to be done than that. So if you have something you know you're supposed to be doing coming up, um, it, it feels like it's not coming up this week ahead. It feels like it's after that. Um, oh, they're saying maybe at this fixed grand, this grand cross that's coming up. Um, in the astrology, the week after, um, maybe it's going to activate you to do something, but you're not supposed to like just jump in without any forethought. So this week ahead would be like a pre-planning stage for you. Like if you know there's something you need to do, um, don't just jump in without a plan or without any um, good, uh, without a good mindset around what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, cause this whole scratchy thing just feels very, um, impulsive. Like I'm just going to go there and confront this cat. Um, but maybe he needs to sit down. Maybe this Clive Douglas character will set him straight. Like, Hey, you can't just jump right in like that. So there's some messages there for you too. Let me see if there's anything else. Yeah. And see, scratchy thinks that this Mr. Meow is a um an old teacher of his from his wizarding academy who mr lightborough who is now so, suddenly some sort of mr meow cat familiar and is just here to like give scratchy a hard time it's like well well he did mr meow did in the first chapter i think he did telepathically connect with scratchy and say you better watch out i'm coming home again and, and Scratchy was like, oh God, not this again. So it could be that somebody from your past is coming back in. Oh God, great. Um, and you just feel like sidetracked by that individual. And maybe mm, you, you could be very impulsive in your energy. And it's like it, that it goes back to everything we talked about before we read the channeling of don't let yourself get sidetracked by that impulsive feeling. Um, maybe this Mr. Uh, Meow brings out the can bring out the 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 worst in you. Maybe it's one of those people that's like a catalyst. So for my twin flames, um, maybe there's some catalyst coming back in to your reality, um, and you're being reminded to go into your power stance. Remember all those notches on your belt and how far you've come. Um, don't let yourself be carried away by lower energy that this person might just there and they may not even be quote unquote projecting it at you. It just may be that that's who they are. They just come across in a way that is meant to, because they're a, a catalyst, they're here on soul mission to let you, to, to make you learn spiritual lessons and do your healing work. So their energy is just going to be that of one of like triggers you and um and gets your goat for lack of a better word because that's what they're always here to do and sometimes they're not even intentionally i think doing it i think it's just part of their soul signature that that's what they like i know someone who that is it's part of their soul signature when they are around um they're very triggering uh and <laughs> that's their job but thing, things around them happen too like stuff just breaks and things just go into chaos when they're around and they're not even trying to do it. I don't think they're trying to do it. It's like that character from Charlie Brown, that little like pig, is it pig pen? That one that always has like the dusty cloud around him. 
So that's the catalyst energy, right? They're like a dusty cloud. They haven't done, typically catalysts do not do, um, and a catalyst does not have to be this twin flame person. It could just be a person in your reality that's here to like push you and, and make you grow spiritually. And um, typically those people are not on a spiritual journey. And so they haven't done a lot of energy work on themselves. And so they've got this dusty cloud around them and all of this mishmash of lower energy that's just accumulated in their auric field because they don't know how to work with their energy. They don't know how to clear their energy. They don't work with energy at all. Or if they do, it's very subpar, you know, what they really need to do. Yeah, and it's like this little gnat bug was just in front of my face. But you're being reminded that that's all that it is, is like we have a lot of little like mosquitoes and little gnat bugs flying around right now because we've had so much rain. And this, I'm up in my room. I don't know where this little bug came from. It just floated in front of my face right now. So, but remember who you are. Like they're just like this little gnat bug that you can kind of like swoosh away. They're not bigger than you. They're not... Um, more powerful than you. They're not less powerful than you. They're, they're, but just don't let them get your goat. Just smoosh away their lower energy. Go outside, go clear, go take that meditative walk. Go clear your or, your own auric field. Don't let them get your goat. Um, you know, just recognize them for who they are. Stay in your power stance. Um, be confident. Don't roly-poly around them. Don't cave inwards. Remember to shine your light. Be who you are. Um, it's important that you see yourself for who you truly really are. And it's possible that these catalyst people don't truly see you for who you really are. They don't see you as a bringer of the light. Um, they don't see you in your full power because that makes them uncomfortable. So they might be the type that tends to um, feel good like trying to bring you down in a, in a way. We could do a whole show about, we could probably do a whole series on catalysts and spiritual growth. But anyway, so those things could be coming up this week to, um, to, to work on you. <laughs> Don't work on you a little bit more. Uh, before you step into this new phase of your life that happens the following week. So just be aware. Um, I liked it. I did see a reading from um, Charmed Intuition Tarot. Um, I like Liz's channel. She's got a very relaxed, um, relaxing, cute channel. And she did her reading for July and she's like, when these things start happening, remember this reading that I'm doing for you now, because it's very similar to what I was just talking about. Remember this reading and come back to it if you need to, um, because it had a very similar uh, vibe, and, vibe and flavor to what I just said about this catalyst energy. So I don't think there's a lot as much going on this week as last. But there certainly is um, some opportunities to regroup, refresh, remember who you are, stay in your power, be true to who you are, and let your light shine. Whew. So with all that being said, my friends, that is what we have for the week ahead. We want to thank you all so much for joining us here. And we will see you all again next time. Take care. brought to you by the fairy consortium of the light here to help you have fun in all ways possible we are here to bring magic and joy to all of your outdoor activities if you'll just in focus we can show you how fun life outdoors can actually
actually be. Thank you for joining us. <laughs>